Hello, hello, and welcome in. The Beers and Ears podcast is brought to you by Magical Memories by Casey. Yes, your favorite podcast host. That's me, unless it's Matt. I don't know why you'd think Matt's better than me, but whatever. Uh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> jokey, jokey. We we're collectively are your favorite podcast hosts. Uh, no, I am officially an authorized vacation planner. And uh, if you're looking to plan your next Walt Disney World trip, Disneyland, Universal, Orlando, Hollywood, Cruise Line, Alani, Adventures by Disney. Heck, if you want to travel to Chicago, I just booked someone who's going to be staying two nights in Chicago because they wanted to know a little bit about the city. I'm like, I can do that too. Uh, come talk to me. I would love to help you and, and, and give you some information and years, use my years of experience. Um, planning with an authorized planner, it costs you nothing extra. So I always say, if you're looking to book with a travel agent and they're trying to charge you something more than what you booked on your own, don't go with them. That's not legit. Um, I always get asked, and Matt, I've said this a couple of times, what is the right time to start planning for a trip to Walt Disney World? Right now. <laughs> yes. So, Matt, right when now. You, Matt, when are you going to start planning? Come on. Let's get oh, this that's going. That's a great question. Uh, so, if it was up to me, like, just me personally, independent of, of every, like, you know, any, any, like, you know, outside money and family, I would be, like, yesterday. Yesterday, but, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, you know, I, it's it. I'm getting the. It's been now. Like I still haven't seen Galaxy's Edge. Oh my so, goodness, that's been like five years or four years for you. It's been a while, so I've yeah. got to. I've got to get down there. Well, you know who to turn to when when you come. And I want to say this real quick too. Um, if you are like a Disney veteran, and I would imagine a lot of you listening to the show are Disney veterans. Maybe you planned your own trips in the past. Don't feel like going to a, a, a travel planner is like is like like cheating or whatever. Seriously, all I can, all you need me to do if you want to plan the whole thing and you just want me to book it for you, I can do that. If you want me to help you book your reservations, I can do that. You want me to help book your Bibbidi Boppity Boutique or your lightsaber, or it, I can do that. Or if you want to do it on your own, you can do it. This is one of those things where there, it's a give and take. I, I'm going to have a conversation with you up front about how much control do you want. And if you've been the type of person who's controlled it every time you've gone in the past and you just want help booking it, that's what I'm here for. So you're probably asking, what's the benefit then if you're going to go with, with the, if you're going to do it all anyway? I get notifications when things change. So if um, a rate or a discount goes into effect and it would apply during your trip, I could just apply it right to you, right to your order where you would have to call Disney to do that on your own, where I can just go right into my travel agent little website and take care of it for you. So that's a huge benefit. There's also rumors, nothing confirmed, Ooh. that the dining plan is coming back for 2023. Interesting. And we've talked about the dining plan on this podcast before. If you're a foodie and you just want to be able to pay for everything up front, dining plan is one of those things you can consider it for 2023 and what's nice about it is if you've already got a trip planned um we can add it after the fact we can add it uh, onto a plan after and the other thing is if you have a trip plan started so far and you want to switch over to me to help you out you can do that too as long as it's not paid in full if it's paid in full unfortunately it, it's already through whoever you've gone through or disney but if it's not paid in full we can switch that plan over to me so anyway um yeah uh Reach out to me, Casey Woolley at MainStreetMoreTravel.com. Uh, find the initial interest form at SorcererNetwork.com or just email beersandears1928 uh, at gmail.com. That works yeah, too. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll get and, you connected. We'll get connected. So uh, anyway, yeah, definitely uh, you know me. 
let me let me help you out. You trust me? Let me help you out. You know I'm not going to lead you astray. So, Matt, why don't we start the show? Yes. Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, ghosts and ghouls and goblins. Welcome to the spookiest time of the year. Was that your ghost host voice? Because that was horrible. No, that was my um, that was my <laughs> ghost in a uh, nightclub that I've never been to. So I actually don't know what it's the nightclubs most are like. Spookiest time of the year. Okay, can so I yeah, say? I- yeah. Now that I do not work in retail anymore, holidays sneak up on me. They do. I, all of a sudden, I was like, "Wait a minute! Halloween's in like a month." <laughs> my uh, my yesterday bank ordered was... um, the bank that I work at. Work at we order dollar coins for the holidays because we have a lot of people that are looking for them. Yeah, yeah. And so That's someone cool. was like, "Oh, we ordered dollar coins." I'm like, "Why?" And they're like, "For the holidays." I'm like, "What holiday?" And I'm like, "Oh right, yeah, Christmas is in like two months." <laughs> I was at Meyer today and doing my grocery shopping. Normally, I have my groceries delivered and take care of all that. It's like you know what? I really want to go out today. It's a beautiful day. Yeah. So I went to Meyer. Not only did they have their Halloween stuff up, but two aisles over the Christmas stuff was starting to come out and I was having some fun with the anim- with the mach- with the animatronics or the the movable animated yeah, yeah, figures. Yeah. They've got a couple of new ones. They've got a <laughs> they've got a squirrel that's holding a nut <laughs> and, and and he sings I'm getting nothing for Christmas. <laughs> I was dying laughing. I know people were looking at me like, dude, it's October 2nd. But see, here's the thing. And I've said this in my my house. We decorate for Christmas. We start decorating November 1st. It starts going up. So I am literally 30 days away from breaking out the holiday stuff. But here's why we're talking about this. We're we're officially in October. And every episode this month of the Beers and Ears podcast is going to be Halloween-based. And so today... We are talking about um, a movie that's almost 20 years old. Um, And we've talked a little bit on this podcast. We have. We've talked, actually, we've had several Haunted Mansion episodes on this Mm -hmm. podcast. Uh, We had the Haunted Mansion, the Muppets Haunted Mansion. We had um, uh, Kaylee. Is it Kaylee? Yeah, yeah, Kaylee. Uh, uh, From the Ghouls and um, Glitter podcast they were on. Um, And we also did an episode... Oh goodness! This had to have been probably a year and a half ago, maybe where we 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 kind of was a it was an extended episode. We did the Pirates franchise, which was highly successful. Then we talked about other movie franchises based on attractions that weren't as successful, and this was part of that. But originally, what we were going to do with this episode is we were going to do a, a Court of Disney Redemption, um, and you guys might remember we did that with Home on the Range. Uh, <laughs> We didn't. We weren't able to secure Chris for this one. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to do a little bit more of a. Because I'm Matt, like you said, I'm a little bit hotter on this one than probably you are. Yeah, um, I, I think this movie is 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 such a flop. Uh, see, where I'm, I and. I enjoyed it. So we're going to kind of do a little bit more of a, I guess, a convince me, although I can't, I'm not going to be able to argue in good faith that like, yeah, Matt, this is like the best movie ever because I don't agree with that, but I do think it has some redeeming qualities that made it a fun movie. It, and I want to get have, into that. It's, it, it's not a scalding hot take for a, for a convince no. me, no. but a, a like convince me light. This is diet yeah. convince me. Yes. <laughs> Zero sugar. There you go. All right. Before we get into that, though, I want to round back to the topic that we had last week, which was uh, Disney during a hurricane. Um, 
unfortunately, I, I said last week that this last week's episode would be a fun episode to look back on uh, to see how it all yeah. played out. So, you know, this time last week we were talking about where where the hurricane was going to hit, you know, whether it was going to hit more north, northwest, or what was going to veer eastward. eastward. Uh, it did, in fact, veer eastward and took um, a direct hit onto Fort Myers and Naples and that whole area down there. Fort Myers is basically wiped off the map at this point. Um, it, it, it hit Florida as a category four hurricane. It hit Orlando as a category one hurricane, which is the strongest quote unquote hurricane to actually hit Orlando. I think of all the hurricanes that have hit, most of them are usually tropical storms or less yeah. by the time they get to Orlando. Um, in case it's not clear, I, I did not make it down to Florida for my, my, my VIP tour. In fact, the VIP tour, the, the 10 of us who were supposed to go, only three actually ended up going uh, wow. Friday, who were all locals. Yeah, uh, so they sense. were able to go. Um, and they looked like they had a really good time. But, um, you know, the writing was kind of on the wall. Um, on, I, was, I said on Sunday when we recorded, like, you know, I'm going to play it by ear. I don't really have to make a decision until Tuesday. Well, then Tuesday, MCO, uh, Orlando International Airport, announced that they would be closing effective 1030 a.m. on Wednesday with no, like, op- reopening date in sight. And, of course, I was supposed to fly in Thursday night. So I, at that point, I made the decision, okay, well, let's go ahead and cancel because everything was yeah. waived at that point. So I canceled the flight. I canceled the hotel. The only thing I actually couldn't cancel was my Disney Park ticket. I just had to postpone that for a future date, yeah. which is fine. I mean, I know I'll go down at some point. But um, sure enough, by the time I got home Tuesday night, I get an email from from Disney saying, we will be unable to check you in on Thursday the 29th due to Hurricane Ian. I'm like, well, yeah. that's a good thing. It's a good thing I canceled. But yeah, um, yeah it, it looked like it was pretty severe, bud. Yeah. And I mean, obviously our, you know, thoughts and prayers to uh, uh, anyone that are our listeners in Florida who are dealing with the aftermath of that. Um, But, uh, you know, again, from a Disney perspective, um, there were some photos and videos that came out from on the parks during this. And, you know, we talked about it last week where it Disney makes the best out of bad situations. And uh, I mean, the one that I saw and kept seeing was in the in the lobby of a resort where it's a bunch of kids watching a mickey mouse cartoon next yes. to all the characters so like that was in it looked like it was an all-star resort yeah, it I looked like just, all-star. I, I bet you it was all-star movies because chip and dale were there i saw max goof was sitting down with them yep. that that was, was cool. yeah, so, that, that was pretty cool yeah that was pretty cool like that's one of those Again, like you can't plan this. You don't want to plan this. You don't want to be down there during a hurricane. Like that is not something you should ever try to be down there for. No. But if but if you are in that situation, which these families were, what a memory for those kids to be like, okay, I didn't just get a character meet and greet. I got to sit and watch Mickey cartoons yeah. sitting next to Goofy. Yeah, and they and they did everything right. I heard the the meal prep kits that we talked about last week. They were actually only seven bucks a piece, so that's Man. not bad. Um, I actually read an article. Uh, it popped up on my Facebook. I want to say probably Friday or maybe Thursday, probably Friday. I want to say, um, and it was somebody who read. I checked into a Disney hotel to write out the hurricane. Like he purposely did it. He lived in Florida. And he had just moved down there, but he was kind of in an area that was going to be kind of in a direct path of the hurricane. He didn't have anywhere else to go. And so he knew it was coming. And so he checked into uh, Fort Wilderness Lodge 
or yeah, Fort Wilderness. So not, not the campground, but the actual lodge itself, the wilderness lodge. And he said that he felt, he never felt safer. He felt, he felt so safe. He said that there was a lot of, he goes, he was able to work for the three days that he was there. He, um, he, plenty of open space. The Wi-Fi never went out. Food was was abundant. People were out and about in the lobby. They weren't cooped up in their rooms because when you're in one of those deluxe resorts, you you can kind of move about in the lobby and stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. as opposed to being cooped up in your room if you're more at a at a at a, a, a value resort. But he he talked about how it was the perfect place to be during a hurricane. He's like, if I would have been at home, I would have been stuck in my house. I would have been isolated, and honestly, I don't know how well my house would have done. You know, while I was in it, he goes, I felt more safe. So this just goes back to something we said last week, which is Disney is the place to be if, you you know, if you're going to be stuck in a hurricane, like there's no better, there's no better place to be. It's times like this where, you know, we rag on Disney for a lot of things, rightfully so. They put yes, themselves yep. in positions that, yes, that I think deserve criticism, but then they do stuff and you just go, man, Disney really is still one of the best places out there in, yes. in certain situations. Yep. Uh, there are still some effects that are still being felt. Um, obviously, just in general, people are still cleaning up. But at, at Disney in particular, um, the campgrounds are still not open. They will not be reopening until October 7th is the latest that I've heard. Um, and, you know, they're probably still doing with dealing with a little bit of flooding and whatever. But the parks are open at this point. Yeah. Um, I know I've got a client who's going down. Uh, by, well, they're going down tomorrow, meaning Wednesday, because when this episode comes out, it'll be a Tuesday. So they're going down. They're staying at Porter and French Quarter. Uh, they had me check again this morning to see if Animal Kingdom had any spots. But they're they're completely sold out. So, and then I'm going down and and I'll be down in 19 days myself with my brother for the Momentum Workshop. So yeah, that's right. Uh, I guess that's one of the reasons why I wasn't so concerned about missing out on the tour because I knew I'd be down in a couple weeks. So, but yeah, all right. Um, anything else on the hurricane before we we shift gears? No, I think we've pretty much wrapped that up. I think we shift into the the spooks. Yeah. So let's talk about the Haunted Mansion. So before we kind of get into, since this has kind of convinced me, it sounds like I'm going to be doing more of the talking anyway. So um, let's just get into some of the logistics of this. So the Haunted Mansion came out in um, uh, November of 2003. I think they were expecting November 26th. So my guess is this was like a, a Thanksgiving release, if that's yeah, November yeah, 26th. Yeah. So I'm sure they were expecting this to be like a holiday classic. We've talked about this before where I think they were riding pretty high on the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise at this point. Oh man, Pirates did really well. It's based on an attraction. Let's see what else we can pull out of that bag. Well, right? and especially it makes sense that Haunted Mansion, I mean, don't get me wrong, Pirates of the Caribbean is a well-beloved attraction, but the Haunted Mansion is on a different level. Like, Very the much The emotional so. connection that people have with the Haunted Mansion is is light years ahead of, I think most, if not all attractions. Yeah. Haunted Mansion is beloved by so many, even though it's a newer attraction versus the pirates franchise pirates yeah. came first. Now it, it was made on a $90 million budget and it was directed by Rob Minkoff. Now Rob, he is known for co-directing the lion King um, also live action fl- films, including Stuart Little, Stuart Little 2, um, The Forbidden Kingdom, uh, Mr. Peabody and Sherman, Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank, 
Um, and his wife uh, is a cast member on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. That's fun. But I think at the time, think about this 2003, what had, had come out at this point, Stuart Little, Stuart Little 2, they were mildly successful. Um, obviously, The Lion King was this huge hit. So they've got this huge <laughs> like director, bit. this huge director who, who, who came off of The Lion King. It was also produced by Don Hahn. And Don Hahn produced The Lion King and Beauty and the Beast. So, like, you had these these this this all-star production and direction team. And then going even further, um, you had the music was um done by Mark Mancina. And Mark Mancina, he's done, you know, he's done Speed, Bad Boys, Twister, Tarzan, Training Day, Brother Bear, Criminal Minds, Moana is the one he's most latest for. So even then, like when when you think about the this the, wasn't like they threw together the B no, team. No, like this, they were expecting they this were to expecting do very, this very, to well. Do very well. And that's also evidenced by the fact that you're bringing on Eddie Murphy, yeah. right? So Eddie Murphy, um, and mind you, Eddie Murphy. I know right now, Eddie, everyone's like Eddie Murphy. I mean, it's twenty years later, but Eddie Murphy. I mean, this was like back when Shrek. Shrek was kind of like yeah. in, in the mainstream. Shrek was like two thousand, maybe even ninety nine. He had Shrek too. Like he was, he was in his element here, well, right? Because it was. I mean, first of all, I mean, he was a big name, but in terms of like movies that at least I remember him for, you know, Mulan, he voices Mushu, and that's nineteen ninety eight. It's two thousand one mm-hmm. that Shrek comes out. Couple years later, Shrek two comes out. Like you're, you're right. Like this is. You know, and and this was not the only like films that Eddie Murphy was in. Like he did a bunch of stuff in that early two thousands that kind of never really panned out, and so that's kind of mm-hmm. why he's he's fallen a little bit into obscurity. But um, uh, yeah, like this was the big name star in in that time frame. Yes. So you've got a great production team a solid star of the movie also starring Terrence Stamp, Wallace Shawn, Marsha Thomas, Jennifer Tilly, maybe not as well known, definitely Wallace Shawn if you guys oh, have... I mean, but that was the thing. Like I mean and it's it's the 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 guy who plays his butler is a well known like he's oh, yeah. one of those guys that you don't know the guy's name but you go, "Oh, that guy." Well, you know him, you know him from and again, I've never seen this movie and my friends kill me for this, but The Princess Bride. You, you know him from The Princess Bride. I think he's the one who does the inconceivable or yeah, whatever. Yeah, Wallace Shawn. He's also yes. the voice of Rex in yes. Toy Story. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, he, so again, crack team, pretty decent cast, um, you know, headlined by Eddie Murphy and based on a property that is so beloved by so many Disney fans. Right. And again, this is 2003. So you would imagine pre-production for this probably would have started in 2001, maybe even 2000. So this is like the tail end of the Disney decade. Um, Michael Eisner's synergy, you know, he, he loved to talk about the synergy, but here's the thing. Here's the problem. When you have that much vested interest in a property in the parks, and the history, the legacy that is built into the Haunted Mansion in the parks. And those of us who are listening to the show, we are probably more parks junk- junkies than the average layperson. You can't just selectively choose the story you want to tell when there's already a rooted story in the Haunted Mansion. And see, here's the problem. Pirates of the Caribbean, it's a very loose story. 
it's yeah, there's not that, really a story the, the, in the, the ride. The, the, the original ride, Dead Men Tell No Tales. You 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 go down the hill and you're in a battle and you check out the pirates' village. There's not really a true story there. You're you're, you're kind of getting to experience what the pirates' life is like. That's yeah. that's basically it. So they were able to with that really pull and extrapolate and create the story for the movie to make it movie worthy. I mean, for crying out loud, they're on what, number seven now? Number eight? I can't even keep track oh, of they're, it. They're, Pirates of the Caribbean done five movies. Five. Okay. So, okay. Which was, was probably seven, too, but, too many. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, we already know I'm not a fan of the Pirates franchise, but with, um, I'm going to sneeze. Uh, well, so if that I, I'll, happens, I'll talk ahead. while you're sneezing. I think one of the things too, with a Pirates franchise is coming up with a swashbuckling adventure is an easier script to write than yes. trying to come up with a horror spooky comedy for the family movie. Well, that that's I think that's a really important point, Matt, which is even when they were designing the ride, they didn't know what they wanted the ride to be. Did they want it to be spooky? Did they want it to be creepy? Did they want it to be thrills? Did they want it to be family friendly? Did they want it to be a walkthrough? Did they want it to be a boat ride? Did they want it to be a, at one point it was the museum of the weird, right? So like they didn't know what they wanted the ride to be. So now you have all those same problems with the movie, but now one additional problem, which is you've got legacy. You've got the Walt Disney world version of the, well, really the Walt Disney world and Disneyland version, you've got 30 plus years of legacy of what are you going to do with these? How, how, how are you, are you going to use the already established stories that are in, in the haunted mansion, or are you going to create your own? And what they ended up doing was like this conglomeration of like a little bit of their own, but they wove in like, like, cameo easter eggs kind of that like, here's pissed people, off, pissed people off i mean that's that's the problem here excuse my language there but they got they really frustrated with like the disney fans so this is where we're going to diverge for a second because i think the reason when did you first go to disney world how old were you uh four four and a half okay so you grew up with disney parks but well, I did had... not go on the Haunted Mansion when I was four and a half because but the only was the first, okay, I would ride first, and when I went four and a half went, when was the first time? it's a small world. But when was the first time you went on the Haunted Mansion? Oh, it probably would have been like when I was 11 or 12. So what year would that have been? Uh, 2001. Okay. You, as well as a lot of Disney fans, had the chance to experience the Haunted Mansion ride before you ever saw the movie i saw the movie before i ever got to experience the ride okay and so i think the reason why i can look at the haunted mansion a little bit more objectively and say i enjoyed it for what it was is i did not have the baggage of the movie or of of the ride hanging around me when I first saw the movie, you didn't have the legacy problem. I that, did not. That the filmmakers and were having to do with. You didn't have the, oh, I have this attachment to this. I know what happens with this. You just went in. And, and I think for that reason, I can look at the movie. If I can, if I strip away the connection to the ride completely, I think objectively, it is fair to say the movie is actually not a bad movie. It's a, it's a 
fun, frolicking movie. It's got some scare points. It's not too scary. It's got a lot of humor. If you disconnect it from anything having to do with the the, the Haunted Mansion attraction at all, it's not a bad movie. I think it's actually enjoyable. In fact, it was enjoyable enough that I watched it and had fun with it. And this was, I, I think the first time I probably saw this movie would have been, I think I picked it up. It was, it was, I didn't see it in the theater. Um, I saw it, oh, geez, would it have been when I met Nate for the first time? Probably 2009, maybe 2009, 2000, maybe it was a couple years before Nate and I met. I can't remember, but I remember watching it at home. It was probably picked it up on ABC Family or something like that, or the Family Channel or whatever it was back then. And I watched it, or or maybe we popped it in the DVD or player, and I was like, oh, this is a good movie, a decent movie. I don't know why people are all upset about it. But I wasn't a Disney nerd at that point. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you, again, you don't have the legacy problem. You're just you're entering into all of this, and you're not wondering where no. was this character or how did they do with this character or all this like that. That you don't have any of that, and that's honestly a big part of why oh, yeah. a lot of Disney people, including myself, I do have some gripes about it beyond in that legacy discussion. But I think that's a big well, crux of why people don't like it. I can look at it now as the Diz nerd I am and the Haunted Mansion fan that I am now and say it's a heaping piece of garbage. I mean, th- it, from a Disney fan perspective, they did the Haunted Mansion dirty. I mean, they did. Like, there's already an established story. Constance the Bride is already an established part of the attraction. Why was she... like? This whole idea of bringing, bringing, you know, Elizabeth as this descendant of Sarah and, you know, we want to reunite them. That's why they live like it. And of course, this this butler, not the butler, maybe it was the butler, the the, the main character, the evil one who actually murdered Sarah, um, uh, which caused all this. Like, that's not even in the movie. Like, there was already an established story that you could have had and done something with and established how this 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 bride that kills this killer bride that kills all of her husbands and detached like why didn't you go there with this it doesn't you, make any you sense could have easily done that like I, I i'm just envisioning if you still wanted to go with like the silly goofy you very easily could have had constance be the main villain and she's yes. luring in eddie murphy and yes. you know, the haha putting him in in like incriminating poses when his wife walks in and ha ho ho like and, and, like you could have very easily done that and i think that would have been better but yeah you're right like this okay you're a descendant of sarah and so i need to marry you and to reunite you so we're not uh, trapped here anymore and it feels like Madame Leota was like like shoehorned in. Oh yeah, yeah. Madame Leota like, was like, "All right, we need to put Madame Leota in there." So uh, here she is. <laughs> yeah. Now I will say Wallace Shawn's portrayal as I think the footman or the gardener or whatever he was, you know, outside with the dog. I, I feel like that was that was pretty good. But again, it was. I feel like the story was written independent of. Let me take. Let me, let me backtrack this. Here's what I think it is. I think somewhere somehow. Somebody was working on a script about a haunted place. And Disney said, well, you know what? We've had all this success over here with the, with, you know, with Pirates of the Caribbean. Why don't we turn the script that's being worked on into a haunted mansion script instead? And you know what? We can 
make a few of these characters tie back to the original, you know, to the, the attraction and, oh my God, it'll explode. That's what I think it was. I don't think they set out and said, we're going to make a haunted mansion. I think they set out and said, we've got the script over here about this stuff, but it's loosely tied to this. So why don't we put them together? That's what I think happened. Yeah. It, it, it does have that feel to it. And I mean, just there's an alternate universe out there where this movie does so well that there's an Eddie Murphy animatronic in the Haunted Mansion today. Like, let's just let's just recognize that there's a universe out there where that exists. God. (laughs) So so, you know, the the, the thing is here is like. No wonder the I think what ended up happening is and and honestly, it did modestly well at the box office. It it was it it was a 90 million dollar budget. It did one hundred eighty two million. It didn't because I, I think it was because of the success of Pirates. People went yeah. to go see it, and Eddie Murphy too. And also that Thanksgiving weekend is a huge movie weekend where yep. I've spent all the time with my family on Thanksgiving. Now we need to go see a movie. Like that's an easy time to try to get. It's why Disney releases movies around that time slot all the time. Yeah, absolutely. This is one of those movies now where if Disney Plus would have been around then, I don't know if they would have released it straight to Disney Plus, but I think it would have very quickly found itself onto Disney Plus. Yeah, and, I don't and... think this would have lasted as long. I, no. here's, here's my main gripe with it, outside of all the legacy talk, because I think you're right, that I and probably a lot of listeners on this show are probably very critical of it because of the connection with Haunted Mansion. But if oh, you yeah. sever that connection, my biggest problem with it is that the movie just does not have an identity to me where the opening credits start and there's an image of someone hanging themselves. And, Mm -hmm. and so you're like, okay, I'm in for a spooky adventure. And then it flips to Eddie Murphy and his family. And we, now we're in like family comedy drama where it's like, Oh, you know, uh, the dad that is a workaholic that doesn't have time for his family and da, 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 da. And then we transition into like goofy Eddie, Eddie Murray comedy takes and his, his whole shtick. And it, it, it's like the whole, like when you hire Eddie Murphy, you're getting the Eddie Murphy shtick. Similar. Like if you're hiring Jack black to play uh, a character, you're going to get a Jack black take on that character. And so it, it just, it, it, it doesn't have like a boom. This is what it is. One of the things I applaud the haunted mansion ride for is that it, it has this identity of, it has funny moments in it. Yeah. Like there's, there's like, but not like it doesn't take it. It doesn't doesn't take itself too seriously. the, the, The attraction is a beautiful blend of all the things that they weren't sure of what they wanted it to be or not. They weren't sure if they wanted it to be scary, if they wanted it to be, you know, gory. It's all these things. So you get a little bit of a jump scare here. You get a little bit of fun musical here. You get low tech, um, uh, special effects, you know, with, with Pepper's ghost and all that stuff. Right. Um, we went to, a we went to, uh, Gobert's, um, uh, it's a, it's an apple orchard, uh, last weekend. And they had a little walk through haunted attraction there. And they had one of, they had a bus that does what the bus of the haunted mansion does where it follows you around. All that is, is a concaved bus. It's not, it's actually not a real bus. It's a concave sculpture. So if you were actually to pull it out, it's actually kind of like a mold and that's how it follows you around. Right. I agree with you. I applaud the attraction. The attraction knows what it wants to be. The movie at the time did not. Now, interestingly enough, 
Um, I'm on I'm on the movie's Wikipedia page here. Um, I, I'm going to read this because there's this section called Legacy, which is interesting. Although considered a critical and box office disappointment upon its release, The Haunted Mansion has undergone something of a reassessment over the past years. Really? Like, like Clue, The Monster Squad, and Hocus Pocus, all similar dark yet broadly comic films that initially opened to poor reviews and disappointing box office results before growing an appreciative audience over time. The Haunted Mansion has grown in popularity since its original theatrical run and has achieved cult status, as noted by media outlets such as Insider Inc. and Full Circle Cinema. Um, and then it, uh, Disney historian Jeff Bonham attributes The Haunted Mansion's increased popularity to its original intended audience, the pre-teens and teens who saw it during its initial release and subsequent home video release, who have grown up with an appreciation for the film and who now as adults are introducing it to their own children. The early 2000s is very much a cult classic goldmine because, I mean, so many of the movies like flopped in terms of like mass audiences, but with any movie that comes out, you're going to have an audience of people that it's the movie that comes out when they're at that age. And so that's the movie they're watching. So now I I do think it's interesting. So that movie is, is called classic, but Disney now is, is doing it again. They're, they're coming back with the haunted mansion and it seems like they, they kind of recognized their mistake. Yep. And are trying now to, I think, blend, uh, blend the spooky and fun. So, I mean, there's a whole, you know, IMDb where, you know, it's got a little, um, uh, it's got a little, uh, a synopsis where it's a single mom named Gabby hires a tour guide, a psychic, a priest, and a historian to help exercise their newly bought mansion after discovering it is inhabited by ghost. Yep. Um, and have you seen the cast? Yes, I have. Um, The cast looks phenomenal all highlighted by the fact that a couple things jamie lee curtis is madam leota jamie lee curtis is madam leota like i cannot think of a better actress who could play her i mean how awesome is that and jared leto is playing the hatbox ghost he's playing the hatbox ghost i am so excited about that not Rosario a Jared Dawson. Leto fan, but oh, uh, uh, I don't know. I just I, I the fact that the Hatbox Ghost is in it makes but, me excited. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, uh, outside of Jared Leto, I'm very very happy about um about the Hatbox Ghost being included. Um, Danny DeVito apparently yes. is playing the uh the historian, the college history professor. I, I love Owen, me some Danny DeVito. Owen I Wilson do. is in this movie. Um, and 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 it, he's a playing really a priest. Nice, Say again. He's playing a priest. Oh, he's playing the priest. Oh, I'm. I'm yes, it's um, Kent the priest, and then who is Lake? Obviously, Rosario Dawson. She's playing Gabby. Who's yeah. Lakeith Le- Stanfield? Why do I recognize that name? Um. Oh, he's been in a ton of stuff. Um. He's and um. Tiffany Haddish as well. Um. Oh gosh. So he's been in. Um. Sorry to bother you. Which okay. This is totally off. Off. Off topic but sorry to bother you is the most wild movie you will ever see it's okay. like this normal movie for 75 percent, and then it takes a turn for the weird well anyway. you saw D- dan levy's in this too from yeah. um from um oh goodness uh the the movie that or the show that i can't stand 
<laughs> it's got the, oh, Catherine O'Hara in it and his dad's in it. Uh, oh, it just oh. got done. Oh, goodness. It'll come to me. I, everyone's everyone at home screaming at me. Every, right everyone, now. At, everyone at home's yelling. Oh, but goodness uh, gracious. Um, but yeah, like it's got a solid, solid. Oh, Shit's cash. Creek. Shit's Creek. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I yes, could yes, yes. I, I could never stand that show. But yeah, I know it's a cult show but but yeah it's got a solid class and it's a cast and it's supposed to come out um august of next year which makes sense also with the release because i think that's one of the things too that was odd about this release is haunted mansion is the perfect like halloween type movie and i get like it's not better than that that thanksgiving release but i do think that having this movie get an august release and getting to ride the wave of yeah. It's Halloween. Yep. It's spooky time. Have a movie night. Watch it. Like it, I, I think that's a good timing thing. As Let me well. ask you this: Do you think this movie could go the route one of two ways? It could go. Okay, it's po- Let's say it, let's say it's popular regardless. They could do what they did with Pirates and overhaul the Haunted Mansion to fit the movie. Or they could go the route of the Jungle Cruise and just kind of leave it the way it is and maybe put a couple of elements in there, but leave it the traditional attraction that it is. Which If this is popular, which route do you think they're going to go? I think that they have learned something with Jungle Cruise that the popularity of that ride is not dipped. And I don't, and you don't hear people clamoring for give me a Dwayne, the rock Johnson can't, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> animatronics somewhere on that ride. Yeah. I think they leave it alone. They, they, what, what they've shown is they don't need that synergy. Yeah. They don't need the hat box, hat box ghost to now look like Jared Leto. We, we don't need Jamie because I mean, what are they going to do? Are they going to take out Madam Leota and put in Jamie Lee Curtis? Oh my God. The Disney fans would have a fit. I see. I, I think no. I honestly, I honestly feel that pirates, they were able to put Johnny Depp and, and, and his character around the edges enough that it fits. It never felt out of place the way they did pirates, of the Caribbean, well, but I feel he's, like, he's I not... feel like a rock a rock animatronic at the jungle cruise would be out of place. And absolutely you take out the original Madam Leota and put her in the haunted mansion. Disney fans would be up in arms. I, I think you also have to remember with, it's not like now, again, this is the, the old pirates of the Caribbean, like Shanghai Disney has a new pirates of the Caribbean ride that follows like a pirates of the Caribbean movie plot. Mm-hmm. But the pirates of the Caribbeans in, in Disneyland and Disney world, like we said before, it does not have a plot. And and they also didn't just throw Jack Sparrow in there front and center to say, hey, look at this. Like they he's hidden in certain places. He's mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. background. It's actually he's- kind of fun. It's kind of fun to look out for. Where is Captain Jack Sparrow? Like when he pops out of that barrow and, yeah. and you hear like, the, you want, you're the pirate go, Jack Sparrow's never going to get the drop on me or whatever he says. It's actually yeah. kind of fun trying to spot him. Yeah. Like that's, and then the last scene where he's singing the yo-ho, yo-ho on top of the pile of treasure, like that's, it's, it's all done very tastefully. And it's also the only animatronic from the movie that makes it in there. It's not like they have a Will Turner or an Elizabeth Swan, or they True. decided yeah. to try to put Jeffrey Rush in there. They try, or once two and three come out that we got a Davy Jones. Now we got a shoehorn in there. Like they, they've just kind of kept it. And maybe, you know what? Maybe there is something that they introduce in this movie that becomes a, 
a fan favorite, you know, side character and they decide, you know what, we are going to stick an homage to this in, in, you know, put it somewhere. I just, I just do not see them. If they didn't do it with jungle cruise, they're sure as heck not doing it with haunted mansion. Well, and I think another thing that probably played into this new, this new movie too, I think the success of the Muppets Haunted Mansion, I think maybe had a little bit of an effect on this. I think what a in a lot sentence. of ways, uh, the Muppets Haunted Mansion. <laughs> the Muppets Haunted Mansion really had a profound effect on the Haunted Mansion. Here, here, here's, here's why I can say this, and here's why I think this. I think it was a test balloon. I think Disney knows they did the Haunted Mansion dirty. I think they have this franchise over here, the Muppets, that they can be a little kooky with, they can be a little weird with, and God knows the Muppets have failed on other things before. So if it fails, it's not going to be the end of the world. The Muppets will persevere. Yeah. The Muppets are not like done for. (laughs) So they put this out there to see, okay, is there, is there any, you know, room for this? Is there any appetite for this? Now, mind you, it it looks like some of the pre-production was already happening, but I think they were truly testing to see, what kind of reaction would they get from the, the the hardcore Disney crowd? And if I'm not mistaken, last year we were gushing over them up at Todd and Mansion. We were so excited about it. We, you know, you, me, I think we had again the girls, the girls from uh, the the Glitter and Ghouls uh, Glitter and podcast, Go- Glitter and Gore podcast were on. Like I, I it. Not only did the Muppet fan love it, but the the Haunted Mansion, the Disney fan loved it. It was exactly what they wanted, and I think it's what did. I think that's one of the things that brought Disney into the, hey, this is this could work for us. Well, and I really think that there's so many attractions that you could make really cool movies on. Like I think Big Thunder Mountain would be an awesome like. Yeah. Cowboy train heist movie that you could easily do. And that's another ride that does not have like a, you know, rich ingrained, um, you know, storyline. You could do a really fun movie with that. Um, Space Mountain. Space Mountain. You could do something, too. Like there could be real something really fun with Space Mountain. You could like you could do stuff. I mean, I think Tomorrowland is another movie that again got panned but i i liked what they tried to do with it i did too tomorrowland was one of my favorites and i know it got panned and but i i think i think where disney loses its way is i think somewhere along the line when they try to do these movies that are are park ip they they it's like they lose their gut they, they, they lose their backbone. Like you're either going to go all in with it or you're not. And I would, my advice to Disney as the Disney fan that I am, the Disney parks fan that I am, the, the knowledgeable expert that I am, that you are, it would be Disney go all in on it. Don't do it half. You know what pirates you were able to create something because there was no, already established story you took whatever the story was that was there and you enhanced it so big thunder mountain go all in with it like bring the puns in have the right tonality again here there's an established story go all in with it the disney parks fans will reward you it's when you pull back because you get skittish and say well wait a second what about the non-disney parks fans the non-disney parks fans they'll come along whether they want to or not, they, they again, they'll kind of 
feel the way I did around the original Haunted Mansion, where I didn't know what, what elements were there and which ones weren't part of the parks, right? Because I had not been part of it yet. But now that I look at it as a parks fan and go, this is horrible. Give me a true story and the parks fans will follow. You know that you've got diehard parks fans out there itching for this content. Well, and pirates the Muppets Haunted Mansion proved it. Because Pirates, it was not hard to tell a non-Disney fan to be like, hey, you want to come see this really fun adventure movie about pirates? It's like, yeah, I'm in. Whereas, you know, trying to be like, all right, there's this Disney Parks attraction that this ride is based off of. Like, I mean, Haunted Mansion is a perfect example of this. If you just said to somebody who was like hated the parks or didn't like to go to the parks, you said, hey, this is a fun movie about a haunted mansion and some ghosts. I'm in like, I'd see, I'd go see that. And I think, you know, big thunder mountain and space mountain and, um, you know, all these, all these other types of attractions that you could build a story off of. And I, I think there's this myth that synergy means we have to meld the two together where synergy can be no, 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 no. These two exist and are two different things. Here's the ride of this, but then we also made a movie out of this. There's different things that we can do you, with both. You, you have the thing is, is you have to make that choice, and I think that's the problem. Is that Disney either going to go all in on what the ride is, or make it its own separate thing over here? It, 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 it just make the choice. Don't, don't do it half. You know what? That's the yeah. problem. Is that when you do it half? You know what? Halfway that's when you get into this trouble and that's why you have i think that's why tomorrowland struggled i think that's again why the original haunted mansion struggled as well so um anything else on the movie i think it's gonna be interesting you know this is a disney plus another disney plus thing i, I think it just is it general, going to disney plus they're not i think it is straight to it. disney plus uh i could be wrong about no that. it says haunted mansion scheduled to be released in oh. the united states on august 11th it yeah. does not say it's going straight to disney plus Oh, I'm I'm mistaken. There. I'd but be I, shocked I, if this one goes straight to Disney Plus. I see. That's what that's what I thought it was going to. But it's hard to keep track of all these big blockbusters yeah. that you know. Th- there's just so much content being cranked out right now that it did get pushed back. Though it was originally going to be March, and then it got pushed to August. Yeah. So either they wanted the the like you said to ride on the the Halloween wave, or they just maybe they needed more time. I don't know. Yeah. Say a lot of it, and uh, we're still feeling the effects that the pandemic had on the movie industry. Oh, that the, the still... movie season. There there have been no good movies this summer season at all. Like nothing has come out this summer. There's not been a lot that I've been like really really excited. Like I I, I haven't gone to the movies a lot because there's just... a there's a new one there's a new one out called Bros. I want to see that one. That one looks really good. And there's <laughs> yeah, one coming out in November called Spoiler Alert, which looks good. Black Panther is not too far off though. That's, is it? That's... that's month like month. That's the Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know. You know. And kind then of, of course of... Way of the Water is coming out. Avatar. That one's coming. Yep. I'm looking forward to that. I know they re-released the original Avatar. It's, so it's, okay, I'm getting way more excited about that movie. Avatar? Yeah. Like I, I'm I I I I don't feel like I should be, but I really am. Avatar's got a really interesting history in my in my in, in my like point of view because I saw Avatar with an ex before Nate and I started dating. Like so I remember going to see Avatar with my ex, like this would have been the summer before I met Nate in two thousand nine. I remember going to see it. And so now the new one's coming out, so it's just it's it's got this weird yeah. in my it's just this weird place for me. I don't know. Um yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. It just is like it's it's this weird cultural phenomenon that I, yeah, I, I I don't know. Like, but I'm I'm totally looking forward to it, and yeah. I I actually might like and go. Did see you it. hear the rumors? I heard a rumor last night. There is a rumor 
I don't know if it's confirmed, if it's a hoax, but that they are developing a Figment movie. I did hear this. Yes. And that Seth Rogen might be maybe directing it or yeah, producing so it's, it. It's, it's basically, it's around the same people that did Detective Pikachu. Okay. Um, and which would make sense in terms of the style of movie. Yeah, I could see that. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's really early, like early, early, early stages of, of production. Huh. I but, thought it was maybe yeah. a hoax or something. I was like, okay. And speaking of figment, did you see the picture I sent you of the 40th I, anniversary pigment plush figment plush? I did. Um, all the 40th anniversary stuff from Epcot looks, I mean, I, I love the look. the look of Epcot stuff is just, it, yes. it, you can't beat it in my opinion. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm happy that figments getting some more love because I, I, I now granted when they're, when I hear they're doing a figment movie, my first you know answer is how about we fix the ride? How about we, <laughs> how about we put all well, the money maybe, that maybe we're, they'll, maybe they'll, they'll build the ride around the movie. Oh, I, honestly, at this point, anything, anything, <laughs> anything is, is fantastic. But uh, I, I'm excited because I've read some of the comics of Figment and yeah. the comics have this really cool storyline because, you know, the, the ride is this like, woo, use your imagination. Like it's it, 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 that's what it's supposed to be. But like the 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 comics go into this really rich storyline that I'm really excited to to see. And I, I love to see that Disney is actually giving Figment some love because for a while there, I was nervous that they were trying to push him out, like phase him out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, when you've got, because when you think about how difficult it is to establish non-movie IP in the parks anymore, I mean, when was the last time something I, debuted? I think it's Duffy. Duffy is, but I'm is, saying rides, attractions, or anything. Like, what is the last time a non-movie or TV-based IP was introduced in the parks? I don't know when the last one was, but I think we've said this on this podcast, or I know you have said it. I think those days are gone. I, I think Them, I th- I think the the one that I can think of would have been the 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 nighttime show at Animal Kingdom, the one that they had that now is not there anymore. Yeah, <laughs> the, the one that kind of floundered. The 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 you know with the special. Well, but I think you're right. It was bad. It was it was it was okay. It 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 wasn't great, but there was no story attached to it. You're right. I don't. I cannot think of a uh, in the four parks at Walt Disney World or at Disneyland. When was the last time a non movie or TV IP was introduced that has been successful or just has been introduced? I I, whew, I think you're yeah. right. I think those days are over. I, I just I just don't see how Disney is going to try to I don't see how they're gonna try to make a new character when they could just use the thousands of characters that they have. Because yeah. I mean you gotta remember, like when Figment when when Figment was being created, that was you know, Disney didn't have this catalog of of characters. I mean they had some, but not quite and and the nineties were a different time. Uh, it, and so I just don't see, I mean, I think Duffy and friends are probably the, the, the only way that it gets, that it gets done. And it's like, and that's more of an international thing anyway. That's not yeah, really the, a the domestic parks. Don't really do the whole, I know they've got a Duffy and friends TV show that's coming out, but 
Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I just I, I, I think know. those days are over. I think they. I think you are for better or for worse. We are going to see IP based attractions and exhibits yep. and what it, like that's what we're gonna see. Yeah, I I think you're probably right. So, well, um, that I think wraps us up for this show. I think we're we're about closing time next week. I don't know what's on the agenda, but I think we're probably doing Hocus Pocus too. I was gonna say I'm, I'm thinking Hocus Pocus. Too. Have we you gotta, have you, know, you seen it that. yet? Have you seen? I it have yet? not seen it. I saw okay. your review of it. I've not seen it. I'm... Well, I, I tried not to spo- do a spoiler, so I posted on my own personal Facebook page, and I, I, I will say, and maybe I need to watch it one more time beforehand. Um, definitely got some de- got some some feelings on it so uh okay, okay. It, i know i know there were a lot of watch parties over this weekend i know a lot of people were excited for it um i, I know what the critics are saying about it so uh yeah so I, that'll be our our review next week is hocus pocus 2 and, and talking about um you know talking about that so uh, Matt, how do they get a hold of us yes you can email us at beers and ears 1928 at gmail.com Facebook group, Beers and Ears Podcast, Twitter and Instagram, at Beers Ears 1928. As always, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And uh, uh, check out SorcererNetwork.com. I'm in the process of, I've been tinkering a little bit. So again, please excuse my pixie dust as I tinker. Ooh, um, what have you been doing on SorcererNetwork.com? Should I, I check I, it I, out? Nothing um, Nothing that is up right now, but I've been, oh, okay. just been kind of, uh, just been kind of tinkering and trying to I figure know, out how I can. Update the, get the pages updated. Yeah, too, just so. more easily streamline content to the pages um, and what type of content. I'm trying to look for more like, I don't want to say like series based things, but instead of trying to, um, you know, try to get articles out on everything to try to be like, all right, we're covering this and start with that and then go from there. Um, so, you know, we're, I have so many projects going on right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Lots of, uh, fun stuff. Um, let's see. Um, we're still about a month away from discontinued on display our holiday spectacular. So, We've already started recording some of that, but oh uh, goodness, uh, oh goodness, I can't believe we're already there. It's crazy. yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that's exciting as well. Um, yeah, don't forget to uh, rate and review us too. Um, you know, uh, you had you had found we've gotten a couple people who've organically found us. Uh, that's just awesome. We actually had an email coming. Did you see that email that came oh, in I did a not couple see days the ago? Email. Yeah, I responded to it. We had an email coming on our on our uh, through the beers and ears. This was from a Joshua. Let's see here. Joshua Berard. Oh, I know that guy. Okay. Uh, he said, uh, Disney is closed. I'm about halfway through your Disney hurricane episode. And it looks like you can add another Disney day in the history that Disney world is closed. And Matt, it looks like you were a bit off about, about a hurricane, not having a big impact after it makes landfall and made its way diagonally across the state. It's now headed my way as a hurricane again. Casey, I really, I'm really into severe weather and I'm not really into theme parks, but listening to your description of Disney during a hurricane made it sound like an excellent time to go. I'm kind of jealous of your experience. (laughs) Thank you for sharing Josh. And I just, I responded back and just, you know, said, thank you. We appreciate you as a listener, but it's always fun. I do love getting emails from everybody because it gives us a chance to respond and and, and share, share the fun with this. Even if like, even if you have nothing to say, you just want to say hi, that's fine. Like we, we, 
we, we, we truly do like hearing from you and we will we respond to you. <laughs> we do. And again, one of, we both own the, we both have the email account. So it's kind of like whoever gets to it first kind of yeah, thing. Exactly, exactly. I saw that came through and it said Disney during a hurricane. I'm like, wait, what? And I looked, I'm like, Oh, it's a listener. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. So I have to share with you. I was at Fisher nut store yesterday. So here in Elgin where I live, there's the Fisher nuts factory. If you guys okay. Fisher nuts. And they have a huge giant display of Pez. And, and I love Pez, but I used to collect, I don't really collect Pez dispensers all that much, but I looked over and there wasn't just the standard Mickey Mouse Pez dispenser. It was a Steamboat Willie Pez dispenser. Whoa. I couldn't, I've never seen one before in my life. It was really cool. So That's cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and raise our glasses. This uh, episode has been on us. We will see you next week for our Hocus Pocus uh, uh, episode number or movie number two episode. Uh, have a great week, everybody. Enjoy the fall weather. Stay safe. And uh, we'll talk to you then. Bye, Bye everyone. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.